Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It's October 26, 2020. We are here to talk WWE Raw. We had a busy week last week. Sammy Callahan interview. Brett the Hitman Hart interview. Uh, Doc Gallo's interview where he turned into a cartoon. I dropped a new enhancement stories with Big Swole where she talks about her WWE match with Nia Jax and having to give her a receipt. All that is on Fightful.com. Go over Click the exclusive tab under wrestling. You'll find it all or at youtube.com slash Fightful. We had Bound for Glory coverage. We had Hell in a Cell coverage. We had UFC 254 coverage. Habib Nurmagomedov, the most dominant fighter, quite frankly, in MMA history, retired this weekend. There's just so much stuff. And now we're, we're heading towards full gear. Not this weekend, but next weekend. Dropped an interview with Lance Storm today, too. We've got exclusive news all over the place, but we also have Denise Salcedo, who is also all over the place. Denise, how you doing? I'm doing awesome. You've got a lot wow. going on yourself. <laughs> I was I was gonna say more than doing awesome, and then I forgot everything I was even thinking about well, saying. But I'm doing awesome, and I'm great to be here, feeling great. Well, sometimes you overthink your face, as you know. Uh, that is a thing that happened. Uh, quick plugs, guys. FightfulSelect.com. That's the most direct way to support us. I'm reporting exclusive news there every single day. Every single day, a significant portion of the the news that you see coming out of the wrestling world from behind the scenes is over at FightfulSelect.com. We've got like six podcasts over there. Uh, starting next Wednesday, being November 4th, I will be rejoining the Wednesday Night Wars podcast and hosting that We'll be going live every Wednesday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. I've mentioned this repeatedly on the air. Uh, AEW and NXT wrestlers often tweet about watching the show or tweet while watching the show. So you never know who might drop in over there. You're going to have backstage news, a lot of good stuff. So make sure you guys check that out. Every I have m- an idea for you, Sean. Do Since you? Since you just said that wrestlers you know, tweet about your show. You know when you're watching a movie trailer and they say like, Variety says this about this movie. You should okay. do an intro like that, it's, but for your show. It's funny you mentioned that because I recorded audio for one of those like this week. 
So See, you should do it. Oh, I am. It's already in the works. Like I pitched as an idea last week to our to our team. I think you're you're a hacker, Denise. I think you got Ali on your side. You're reading the group chats, I think. I'm stealing the fightful team ideas. Well, well, it makes sense that you would have Ali on your side because you took a big L to Izzy last week. Bro, you would do that. You almost you almost caused you wanted me to go off on Izzy and you know it took all of my restraint not to do so, okay? I, I was being a nice person treating your guest with respect on the great, show. She's great, isn't she? Isn't she the best? Oh, she's Izzy's the best. Izzy's wonderful. Check her out on the bump this week. Uh at some point I will be the only person left on Fightful who is not on WWE programming. Shocker that I have not got that invite as of yet. Uh, Anakin JMT kicks us off with the Super Chats. Guys, leave us a thumbs up. I cannot tell you how important that is. Leave us a thumbs up. Subscribe. Tap the bell for notifications. Uh, You can donate a Super Chat if you're watching live on YouTube.com slash Fightful. Get your question or statement read on the air. We are the most interactive wrestling podcast that's reviewing Raw. Anakin says, has Denise recovered from Izzy burying T-Swift? No, and I've been hearing about it nonstop on Twitter. So it's just been continuous, continuous, continuous. Although me and Jeremy Lambert had some words about this, and Jeremy was not happy either, okay? Really? So at least I have some people on my side. I'm just saying, Izzy burying Taylor Swift got more traffic than all my interviews combined last week. Did it really? (laughs) Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. No. It did insane traffic. Okay, but first of all, Okay, first of all, she didn't completely bury everything Taylor Swift related. And third of all, Sean, I do not appreciate you using Izzy's name, Taylor's name, and my fandom for clicks. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, uh, Raul, or, or actually Colt Bedeau says, is it Wednesday yet? LOL. Not quite yet. Colt Bedeau also says, I feel like I got slapjacked by Raw. I do too. I De- do too. Denise. I thought Raw was very hard to get to get into today. I was tired. Denise. I was watching and I kept looking at the clock. Do you know how horrible that is? Denise, do not say that you got slapjacked by Raw for the love of God. I'm pretty sure you know what that means. You know means. what I meant. You know sure. what I meant. Come on. All right. Please don't say that, Denise. You're the only innocent one among us. Oh my God. <laughs> I give up. Host this show alone tonight, Sean. I'm of no use tonight. Oh, man. This was not a good show. Well, here's the thing. There was some good wrestling on this show, but there was so much bad that it it overshadowed so much of it. Overshadowed so much of it. Evan Wright says, Tucker back to SmackDown. So much for the draft. Did I miss something? Did Tucker get sent back to SmackDown? Am I, like... I I don't think so. I mean, he's just moved over to that roster page or something, evidently. Uh, I I don't have any idea what's up with that. Uh, They have not officially announced that. But that would totally be something WWE would do. And if they do, I'm going to flip out about it. Go ahead and prepare yourselves, guys. if, If you're somebody that that doesn't care about that type of thing, get your little, oh man, SRS is complaining about the brand splint, really? Get those ready. Get those tweets ready. They're going to go snitch on you to your wife. <laughs> oh my God, that dork. Some loon. <laughs> I was dying. Some loon. 
responded to a tweet that I, you know what? I'll wait until the super chat comes in because Rafael Garcia said he was going to queue it up. So Anakin JMT says Sean Denise stopped being innocent when she called for the hammer. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. And Evan Wright says he's on the SmackDown roster page all of a sudden. Go figure. And Colt Badeau says a raw slapjack is even worse. Oh no. Oh no. Ah, Misfit says, I am a 30-year-old healthy person with no disabilities or ailments. I cannot watch a full segment of Raw without getting vertigo from camera cuts. Denise, this is something that a lot of new fans bring up to me. Like, if I ever have somebody on on Facebook, as you know, I don't talk a lot of wrestling over on Facebook. But people know what I do for a job over there. And they'll say, what's up with the WWE camera stuff? Like, why do they do this? I don't know what's going on. I can't see anything. This is, it's really odd. It's noticeable. Like, obviously, you know, watching every single week, I guess you can say we're used to it or sometimes used to it. But for me, there are certain segments where I notice it more so than other times. I think of anything today, I mainly noticed it with the Retribution side, with the Retribution's entrance, because when they were coming out, it was like a sway back and forth. I felt like I was on those roller coasters. You know, the ones that just go back and forth just like this. I felt like I was on that ride watching this entrance for Retribution. Oh, it was so rough. So rough. Nerd Guru says, I'm assuming the exclusion of NXT this year is a COVID issue, but couldn't they have just ran NXT from, from the Thunderdome for a month? Well, it's it, it's not as much Thunderdome, not Thunderdome. They're trying to keep, they were trying their best for a while to keep brands separate. I was actually in the middle of a conversation as we went on the air about that. I'll have more on that on FightfulSelect.com this week uh, when I learn more about it. But if you want to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, Go ahead and do that now. I'm going to have news on Jake Hager this week. I had a bunch on the Kylie Ray situation this past week weekend. Uh, definitely hoping everything's good with her. Uh, a lot of uh, backstage reactions to the Hell in a Cell title switches. Just tons of stuff over there. Go ahead and subscribe. That way I don't have to plug it anymore. But we kicked off the show with Drew McIntyre. He comes out and says he has no excuses, but he'll be champion again. Miz and Morrison interrupt and gloat and talk about what McIntyre doesn't have. And, uh, you know, this this is kind of interesting because these are three people who, quite frankly, were ascending at the same time 10 years ago. All three of these guys were people that you would constantly see people say, oh, well, maybe he's a future champion. Maybe he's a future champion. Maybe he is. Miz got there way quicker than any of the, the other two did. And I don't think many people expected that. But, Denise, how'd you feel about this opening promo? Well, I mean, first of all, it took me a second to even register the fact that Drew wasn't champion again. It, I, I guess I got so used to always seeing him come out with the belt. When he came out, I was like, wait, I was like, oh, yeah, like that happened. All right. Well, there's that. I'm not necessarily that big of a fan of Miz having the money in the bank briefcase. I'm just not feeling it. I don't like the idea of like, oh, there's a possibility that he might successfully cash in. And I get it. Some people may want to see the Miz have another run run at the belt. I don't. I'm not one of those people. I'm out on this one. So if he does cash in, I don't want to see a successful cash in. But after tonight's match, which we'll talk about later, I was happy at the fact that, you know, things didn't necessarily go the way I thought they were for that match. I think that I'd rather Miz have it than Otis, but that's not a high bar right now. Otis needs a crowd real bad. 
It's really not is. a high bar at all. And see, at least with Otis, I could as, at least see it as something that is supposed to be funny. So it comes across differently. But either way, I just think that putting it on having Otis get it in the first place was a big mistake because there it was like I said, it was just like a moment where people had a few laughs that night. Okay, great. Nobody expected Otis to win money in the bank. But now what? There was no actual end game. There was nothing that we've even gotten from from that other than this like crazy law notice segment. His push and his success really did and and I mean his success creatively really ended when, when crowds went away he needed those so so bad uh drew mcintyre ends up beating up both of these guys and then they have a match later drew and the miz drew beats the miz this is a fine match it's all right drew dominates early has his ribs attacked kicked out of a ddt at one really the highlight of it to me was the finish i liked the quick pin attempt from miz and then they went right into the claymore also drew has a great belly to belly this was harmless, but it's also what WWE always does with a lot of these people. They're like, money in the bank briefcase, now we're going to beat them all the time because they, they don't need to win. They don't possibly need to win. They got the briefcase. That's what happens a lot. Yeah, I'm just glad that they didn't give the Miz much on this one. I thought that, you know, especially Drew Damn. after coming out of a loss, he came out, he looked impressive in this match, and that's the way it should be. And I love what they've been doing with Drew McIntyre. I think he's one of the best booked baby faces they've had in a really long time. And so I like the fact that we still sort of feel that hype for, for Drew McIntyre, even if he's not champion right now. And having these quick wins with somebody like the Miz definitely, uh, definitely worked out for him. Yeah, I should specify, I, I am completely with you. This is how this match should have went. It really should have went this way. Uh, me complaining about them having the money in the bank holder lose is more just like that's what they've done all the time. And I don't mind it here, especially when it's to Drew, one of the best wrestlers in the world within the context of this show. I was completely fine. Uh, Rob Wilkins says, weird show. I know it's a WWE, uh, this is a WWE podcast, but check out my guys, Top Flight, which is Airwolf and Angel Dorado wrestling Stu Grayson and Evil Uno. Very excited. Uh, Airwolf is very good, and Stu Grayson, I think, is one of the best workers in AEW right now. AEW Dark is a really fun show. Like, I wish I had the resources to review AEW Dark every week, but they've always got like 15 matches on the show, so <laughs> I don't really get the time to do that, but... Uh, yeah, we definitely, I'm definitely excited for that match. Uh, Evan Wright says, Sean, your interviews with Brent Butt, Lance Storm, and Bret Hart all ruled. I watched them today. Corner Gas has been one of my favorites. Well done. Yeah, I, I dropped an interview with a guy named Brent Butt, who is the creator of Corner Gas, which Bret Hart, Lance Storm, Trish Stratus are all appearing on tonight, actually. And uh, it, it wasn't an interview that a lot of people probably expected me to do, but he did book these wrestlers if, to appear. It is a wrestling-centered episode of Corner Gas. Uh, Lance Storm plays a wrestler who retired early to become a gardening podcaster, which uh, I think is pretty funny. Because, I mean, he did kind of retire early to become a podcaster. That is legitimately what he did. But uh, we talked to Brent about that and some of his wrestling memories growing up. It's a good time. Check that out. Up next, Survivor Series qualifier. And I got to say, we, we've seen AJ and Jeff Hardy a billion times this year, but they have really good chemistry. They, I, I liked the Survivor Series qualifying matches. I thought there was good wrestling in all of them. But uh, how was this for you? Did this still have something for you, or were you tired of seeing it? 
I think this was the second best qualifier of the night. AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy was perfectly fine. But again, I do feel like a lot of the things that we were seeing like last week on SmackDown were similar to stuff that we've been seeing continuously on Raw, but just now on SmackDown. And this one, it obviously I wasn't like, okay, this is something that we've never seen before. No, obviously I wasn't like that. But it didn't necessarily bother me in that sense. So I was still engaged in this match. But I will say that I didn't like the whole aspect of bringing up the alcoholic issues again with Jeff Hardy at the top of this. I was like, come on, we're, I feel like we're finally moving on from that. So that took me out of it for like a second, but the match itself brought me back to it. It was a fine match. Uh, Jeff Hardy has not been looking so great the last several weeks. He's been losing a lot from what I remember. So I don't know what's going to go on with Jeff Hardy right now, but I do. Um, good match. Well, he signed for another few years. He's sticking around for a while. I, I did like this. I like that Styles is using the Ushiguroshi more. He used the rack power bomb that was really good. I put on Twitter, I spent many a days busting my ass in wrestling training, like literally busting my ass, trying to do that that drop kick that Jeff does where he, he stands up and then he spins all the way down. Like that is that was always like the coolest move to I- me. Did you ever get it? Did oh, you yeah. ever nail it? I did, and there were also a few times where I, I would train with my coach, and I would I would always hit in the chest, but like we would do it in a boxing ring too, so we'd have to tighten up the top ropes super, super tight. But he had the benefit of the long pad, not turnbuckles, but the long pad. But he would bounce off of it, so we would end up like going into each other. But I did I did end up hitting it, but not enough to where I was like, I'm going to use that in a match. Because I thought, I, I was like, okay, we're switching from ropes to cables. This will be tough. But I like Styles and Hardy. Styles sent Hardy into the post and hit the phenomenal forearm for the win. Uh, they had a good one. Uh, Elias shows up and cracks Jeff Hardy with a guitar. Uh, I mean, they're going to need to do a lot more than that to get people interested, though. They have a mill. They've already done this a bunch of times. I'm wondering how many guitars they have ready to keep doing these guitar shots. Have, do you know who Mike Graham is? Um, no. Okay, so he was definitely before your time because he was before my time. There is a an infamous clip of him talking about Jeff Jarrett on a WWE documentary, and he says, broke a million guitars, never drew a dime, like that. And that's how I feel about this feud they're breaking a million guitars but they aren't really getting anybody interested and i hate that because elias is number one on the charts taylor swift isn't number one on the soundtrack charts right now oh please sean please come on go go look up folklore stats please my god uh (laughs) anakin jmt (laughs) said did you bust your ass like x-pac did you know, it's funny because, like, Lacey Evans does that into a Bronco Buster. So, I mean, no, I didn't. Um, no, I can't say that I've ever had any ass-related accidents wrestling or training. Uh, the Nerd Guru says, My theory is that Miz will try to cash in on Raw, but Drew intercepts it, somehow hot-shotting the title on the go-home show to get Roman versus Drew at Survivor Series. I think they would build to Roman versus Drew. I halfway think they only took the title off of Drew so they didn't have to do that match and blow it right now. 
Yeah, I think right now, in terms of like the matches that they have so far announced, I feel like there isn't enough substance for all, for everything that we're seeing right now. Like there really isn't something right now where I'm like, oh my god, like I'm so excited because of this feud and the way that it's going. Blah blah blah. I kind of feel like that's lacking a little bit. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff lacking on this show. Take for example, Lucha House Party defeating Drew Gulak and Akira Tozawa. I want to make this clear. I love the idea of the 24-7 title. It should be one of the most fun things on the show. It really should be. But they made it pointless. At this point, what I want to see is some really big, badass dude hold this title to where people don't want to go after it. And they've got to hunt people down to come after the title. Because what we saw here, it was just shenanigans. Were there any DQs in this match? I don't know, but our truth was beating up the people in the match and nothing was called. This was stupid. Unfortunately, this was the point of the show. So early on when I started looking at the clock, I was like, oh no. When I realized that this was one of the, you know, the segments that they were doing, I didn't feel like it was going to be, uh, you know, there's certain Raws where they start off like, yeah, there, it may not be like the greatest Raw ever, but they start off with something exciting to where you kind of get an idea of how the rest of the show is going to go. When I saw that this match was coming up and everything that went down, I was like, all right, tonight's Raw is probably not could be you know as 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 newsworthy as maybe some of the other ones yeah boy is that the story so many weeks my god uh the jam one ryan b jam sends a super chat and says elias has more musical talent in his pinky finger than taylor swift does you know what I find funny is that a lot of people say mean things about taylor because she threatens them she threatens them with her success I like I just wonder how many of these ready-made arguments that you just have. Look, as long as it's not like see, I don't mind fighting like other people for uh, for Taylor Swift, but I'm not going to fight Izzy for against Taylor Swift. Do you get what I'm saying? And I mean, look at this. You can even tell with my sweater. Come on, oh, all the eras right here. All okay? the eras. Money makers, okay? All of them, money makers. Oh. Sean Where's you? Where's your shirt? Where's your sweater at? I don't know. Nowhere. What, what would you do if I did have one? What would you do if I did? What if I just unzipped and like, bam, there was Taylor? No, I meant like a Sean Ross Sapp, like all the eras of Sean Ross Sapp. Oh, I mean, there people wear <laughs> shirts with my face on it. I mean, I can send you the the photos of the people. Uh, our wonderful Queen Sata on on Twitter wore a shirt with my face on it. Uh, Jam one Ryan B Jam didn't send a super chat, but I love the idea. He says. Give the 24-7 title, title to Daba Kato. That is exactly somebody like I mean. Like somebody big and imposing to where Akira Tozawa might be like, I don't think I do want that title that bad. I'm just going to kind of piss off for a while. Do you think maybe just anybody other than the same like core people, including R-Truth? Yeah, of course. Yes. Uh, we get Anakin JMT saying, I watched the first hour of Raw and it was the worst thing I'd seen today. And I watched Batman forever earlier. I'm going to go back and watch some of those older Batman um, Batman stuff soon. Uh, Ron Patel, the sponsor of No Profanity September's in the Super Chat, and says, did SRS reveal his Halloween costume? So here's the deal. I know it's going to be after Halloween. We don't care. We're going to do our Halloween spooktacular next Monday after Raw. And Denise will hashtag... 
Denise will shit her pants. No, no. I got a few of those last week. I was like, great. Somebody who's like, doesn't have any idea what we're talking about sees the hashtag Denise shit her pants. People are going to think I really will shit her pants. Excuse me. Denise will will shit her pants are going to think that I'm really going to shit my pants. I got you to curse on the air. I just, I oh, love it. Did I say that? <laughs> yeah, you did. My bad. I love I it. didn't even catch that. I love it. I love it. She curses like a sailor off the air, guys. Anakin JMT says, Denise, wait, no till, wait until you see the shirt I'm sending Sean. Well, Anakin, wait until you wait, see the what? shit that Denise sends all of us when she shits her pants on the air. Okay. Hold on, you're getting a shirt that you're being... Why are people always sending you gifts? This is what I don't understand. Why are all the gifts always for Sean Ross Sapp? I've gotten zero gifts. Do you You really want people to have your mailing address, Denise? I could get a P.O. box. Okay. I could do something. I want gifts. (laughs) Well, I just want more gifts than you. Okay, well, I I do get a lot. There, There are some very generous people out there like... I mentioned that I collected Jack's Bone Crunchers, and I had some people that actually sent some that I needed, which is I'm incredibly humbled by. I know I bust balls here on the air, but it was super nice. Um, Evan Wright says, hashtag poopsie daisy, Denise. I mean, I I think that this is the greatest Halloween costume ever. I'm very proud of it. But uh, I, I don't know if Keith Lee is proud of his booking. He defeated Elias, and he won, but and the match is good, but... Have I ever told you about the Monday Night Monkey Paw, Denise? I don't think you've ever told me, no. So when Alex Palowski and I were on here, we'd often wish for certain things to happen on Raw. And then they would, they would, and we're like, oh, cool. But then there'd be something attached to it. And we're like, oh, we wish Keith Lee would get some wins, some actual wins. And he does, but it's only because Jeff Hardy's music played. Like, that's the only reason that it happened. Uh, Now, I will say... Lee did great in this match. He tossed Elias all over the place. Elias did a Hurricane Rana. That was cool. That was interesting. It, it, I mean, it didn't look smooth, but yeah. it was enough to capture my attention. It was it was more of a of a head scissors takeover than yeah. than one of those. Uh, but Keith Lee wins with the spirit wins with the spirit bomb. I gotta say, I as much as I like that Hurricane Rana from Elias, it doesn't make sense to me when somebody has a guy up in a power bomb. And they just hold them there while they're getting punched. Like, why getting punched is preventing them from just throwing somebody forward? What? I don't get it. I didn't need this funky finish. Hardy broke another guitar over Elias' back. I don't think it was good. It was just, it was just a match. But it wasn't yeah. even anything like where I was impressed by either Keefley or Elias for this one. Oh, yeah. Guys, reminder, get your Super Chats in. Coach. I'm a negative Nancy today. No, it's okay. We want you to be honest. We want you to be objective. I'm sorry. Today, I wasn't feeling it today. I had a conversation with a very prominent wrestler today who said that they appreciate how objective we are on these shows. And they said, we know when we tune into your show, we know that something's going to be the shits or it's going to be good based on what you guys say. And I appreciated that. I appreciate that some people in these companies take our opinions and, and even care about them that even think that they're worth listening to. But they, this person said, and I'll tell you off the air who it is, Denise can't be revealing stuff on the air, but they said, we appreciate the fact that you're objective. And I'm saying we to hide 
gender or roles or anything like that. But yeah, it, it makes me happy because there's a lot of times that I'm like, am I being too negative? No, I just want it to make sense. If something makes sense, I'm probably just going to like it. Hold on. But to be fair, nowadays, if you're negative about something, it's like it doesn't matter about all the other positive stuff you said. And if you're positive about something, you're never negative. Oh, you better believe me. I know. I've got a folder ready to go for people who say, you're an AEW shill. You're a WWE fanboy. You hate Impact Wrestling. I've got tweets on each side of the spectrum. Just, just ready, just ready for you turds. Just ready. Not, not all, not you beautiful people that are watching. Not you. Please hit that thumbs up and subscribe. Just the other turds. Uh, <laughs> Evan Wright says so excited for Bobby Lashley's sisters returning to build the Bobby Sammy feud. I'm getting flashbacks. Whew. Well, we're getting that match, uh, and we got Retribution versus Hurt Business. Hurt Business uh, have dominated Retribution. They won last night in like six minutes. They won last week, tapped out T-Bar, and they won tonight. This was so stupid. This is getting progressively dumber by the week, and it is very hard to protect people in an elimination match like this because at least four people got to lose. Well, they kind of did. Lashley and T-Bar got counted out. Ali got himself DQ'd. But this Mia Yim spot. Oh my God, Denise. Reckoning. Reckoning. It was bad. It was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. When she was going for it, I was like, no, please, no, don't, this is not, this is not what I think it is. And then I thought it was going to be like a superpower thing for a second when she was doing this and she was like scratching herself. I was like, is she going to have some sort of superpower where she's going to come out with like bugs to attack somebody? Like what's happening here? She hits the floor. She starts acting like she's having a seizure. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not something you should necessarily She's watching, she's watching raw. She's watching their own entrance. She just no. She got their own I, entrance no. on the Tron. Sean, where did this idea come from? Because if someone's telling me, Denise, this is what you're going to be doing tonight, I think I would cry. I and would then, not want to do that. And then the ref adding some realism to it, saying, Mia, are you okay? God. And I think MVP, was it MVP who was like looking at her like, well, what, like, what's happening? We, like, he was legit concerned or something. We are to believe that MVP, a vet of the game, is going to fall for that. He's going to fall for the banana and the tailpipe? No, he's not getting Eddie Murphy'd right here. Oh. And not only that, we went to commercial still. So during that whole commercial, we still didn't know if she was still, you know, on the mat doing God knows what or, you know, what was happening. But the reveal of it just being a ploy essentially was revealed during the break. Yeah, and it, it just makes people look stupid and it looks dumb in general. She she jumped in the ring to have a seizure? (sighs) And now, we get it, she was playing possum, but why would MVP believe that? He'd toss her aside. Oh, my God. It's so bad. From the moment you hear Retribution Hurt Business, first off, why? They did this match last week. 
Hurt Business lost pretty definitively. Second off, uh, why Slapjack got beat last night? Okay, cool, sure. Third, the entrance. Why are we doing the shakes and the the weird stuff? So. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, so weird. Then that fin or that that elimination. Woof. Well, not only that. I mean, there's no reason why if Retribution even just had some sort of edge still left, because you know when they started off, everybody was trashing them, right? Everybody's saying like, "Oh, this is so dumb. This is so geeky. Whatever." Like people weren't saying anything. But there was a point where they could have shifted, you know, fans' perspective and given them a little bit of edge. There's no reason why we couldn't have Retribution versus Hurt Business at Survivor Series and actually have it mean something. I mean, I wouldn't have minded eventually becoming a fan of retribution if maybe they would have been given some wins been given some sort of reason for me to become a fan and then with t-bar and lashley being counted out it's like all right so you're trying to protect t-bar but isn't it just a little bit too late to be doing that right now with t-bar at this point i mean there has to have been at least something for us to be invested in retribution. And now it's kind of more of every week I'm thinking, are they going to get essentially, are they going to be made to be look worse than they did the prior week before? And every time I don't think it's going to happen, it then happens again. And I feel bad for Ali too, because when he was revealed as Retribution, as the leader of Retribution, I thought, hey, you know what? This might be a good thing for Ali. He's finally going to be featured every single week instead of just being on main event or being left out every other couple of Raws. And I had some sort of hope, and it's just not not what we thought. And he could have at least gotten a win over Cedric. Come on. Yeah, and not only that, Mia gets ejected. So if the ref has the power to eject her, why didn't he just DQ the member of Retribution that was in the ring. He knew what was going on there. So just DQ that person and eject her. Uh, so stupid. Uh, Slapjack gets beaten at some point. Same with Mace. And then Ali gets DQ'd for, for using a chair. This booking has dragged them down into stupid levels. And let me remind you guys. Retribution was formed hastily after a conference call, after a, a quarterly call, with investors in which Vince McMahon was prodded and really hammered about creative, new stars, and declining viewership. And none of the 24 calls, quarterly calls, that I have been on has it happened in the manner in which it happened the last time. I've never heard that many people say, hey, buddy, your creative is bad, you don't have new stars, and viewership is waning as a result. Please help us out we're losing money, or or we're going to lose money 
and then this happened, and Raw Underground happened. Well, buddies, there's another quarterly call this week. It's going to be lit. I tweeted that they're going to have Shane McMahon jumping off a goddamn Ferris wheel on Raw next week, but then the Ferris wheel is going to lose six matches in a row right after that. Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing that. At this point, nobody has any reason to care about retribution. None. Unless they got a Molotov cocktail, they're useless. Why isn't Ali hacking something? It, it, did the fiend change the Wi-Fi password on him? Like, what? what's going on here? Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. And then they, they have the balls. They have the balls to have Ali backstage cut a promo. And bless the man, he did his best. He says, when we win, you suffer. I ain't seen any suffering, buddy. And they haven't won. And they haven't won. And and I get it. He was saying, oh, well, their real victories come when when the suffering occurs. Well, they haven't suffered. You hit one with a chair. Whoop-de-doo. Damn, man, I feel so bad for the nine people involved in this. All extremely talented. And a guy like Dio Madden working with the eight other people associated here, that that could do nothing but bring his game up. He has such a great look and great presence. And he's the one that has the least amount of work experience among those those nine. And the, the stuff that a guy like him could learn really working with those guys is so it's just frustrating. Uh, Injection 2K says, I love my mom. I asked her her if she, uh, by the way, I love your mom too, Injection. And he says, I asked her if she knew what a slapjack was, and she said a pancake. I want everybody to go ask their mother or their grandmother what a (laughs) slapjack is, and please, hashtag, what is a slapjack? That way I can read these on the air at some point. Denise? I don't think, I don't think you realize I don't think you realize just how certain things moms just don't know or how many things certain women don't know because there's a lot of things that I didn't know. And then I'll tell my mom and my aunts, like, I didn't know this. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, what is that? And I'm not the only one. It's a very common thing not to know certain things, all right? I don't know what dudes are seeing on their social media feeds, but we ain't seeing the same things. Uh, Raul Ortega says, who's booked worse, Retribution or Keith Lee? Oh, Retribution by a country mile. They don't even get wins. Well, if you want some... Oh, go for it. What? Oh. Oh, I was just going to say... I feel like like Keith Lee still has some sort of hope, right? Well, he's limitless. And, you know, we're talking about Retribution. If If you want limitless Retribution for all the cheating you've done on your diet... Magic Spoon has you covered. I got a little little project coming up soon, guys. I'll be doing a little something like December, January. Might be doing some on-camera stuff. And I want to get in shape for it. Magic Spoon's going to be a big part of that again. They got those great variety packs. Cocoa, fruity, frosted, blueberry. I love cereal, but I don't like how it doesn't fill me up when I eat regular cereal. You can just eat and eat and eat, and it doesn't fill you up. Magic Spoon does that. Go to magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Grab a variety pack. Try it today. You get free shipping at checkout when you use that code Fightful. But this stuff is keto-friendly. It's gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. 
no sugar, 11 grams of protein, three net grams of carbs in each serving. And what I love most, it gets me full off of one serving. I tout that every time, and I like that. Portions are important, and Magic Spoon helps you get there. And they've got all those delicious flavors. It seems too good to be true, but it is true. I'm going to be eating a whole lot of Magic Spoon. i got to get them to send some more my way. I'm going to have to order my variety pack tonight. And you know what? If for some reason I'm unhappy with it, which I know I'm not going to be because I love this stuff. They're so confident. They back it with a 100% happiness guarantee. They'll refund your money. No questions asked. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Use that code Fightful for free shipping. I'll sit there with some of my Haritos and have some Magic Spoon. I'm I'm better. I, I say that better than you, Denise. Yeah, that's exactly how I said it. Don't get smart. Come on. So backstage. What? 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 Go go ahead, Denise. Fine. You know what? Your Spanish is wonderful. It is. It is. I know the names of several wrestling moves. So Xavier and Kofi are backstage dressed as Street Profits, and Xavier says Kofi went full Dawkins. They are getting a match at Survivor Series, but Asuka shows up. She wants the smoke. And she's facing Sasha Banks. I am all for New Day and Street Profits. I love it. Asuka and Sasha Banks. I've seen it a bunch. It'll be a great match. I've seen it a bunch. I don't need to see it. Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton. I am not anywhere near as interested as I would have been Randy or, or Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. How do you feel about these matches they announced? I feel okay. So Roman Reigns, Randy Orton. The thing about that one is that it feels like it should, with two names like that and what both guys have been doing respectively on their own, it feels like it shouldn't just be a match that's like thrown together. It feels like it should be more special. Does it feel special to you? Because it doesn't feel that special yet to me. I feel like I said, like what I said earlier, it needs more substance. And I get it. Like they both, the only thing if you want to see it as like, okay, it's special in the way like they've both been doing great stuff and you know, who's going to win and all of that. But I would have liked there to be something extra, something more to really make me be like, oh man, like this is happening. As I said last night on on the post show with Luke Owen, lukewarm Luke Owen, we'll talk about him a, a bit in in a moment. But this Randy Orton win would have seemed a lot more sensible two months ago when he had all the momentum in the world. Instead, we're seeing it after he lost to Drew twice, he lost to Keith Lee in six minutes, and then in the two matches subsequently with Keith Lee, he only won those by DQ. Like we're now we're supposed to care about Randy Orton? Come on. That loss to Keith Lee feels like it happened years ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Reminder, guys, donate a Super Chat. Get your question or statement read on the air. The Nerd Guru says, only Survivor Series match I care about is Street Profits and New Day. The others I've seen a hundred times. Hard to disagree. Yeah, you know we're going to get some good spots in New Day Street Profits. I think that one's going to be really fun. Oh, yeah. I actually and I don't like disregard Oscar Sasha Banks either, because even though we have seen it a lot of times, you know that they always at least go that extra mile. So no matter what, you can expect a good match. Yeah. Denise, uh, you know, I'm going to be on Quizzlemania again Wednesday. I know. I saw. Congratulations. I'm going to try after this show to talk you into helping me. Uh, we'll, we'll discuss it off the air. 
but guys, I encourage you guys to check out Quizlemania this Wednesday. Um, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. Just come and support me. Hashtag FTF. They thought that they rid WrestleTalk of FTF, but they didn't. I'm a man of the people. I liked this Nia Jack Shayna stuff. I, I, actually, I laughed when they were sharing their lists. And Nia's like, I'm not even on your list. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, but Adam Pierce uh, adds Mandy Rose and, and Dana Brooke. We see some uh, Angel Garza getting flirted with by Nia Jax. What did you think of all this stuff? All right. Well, I mean, I wasn't expecting him to flirt with Nia Jax or Nia Jax. Actually, no. I, let me correct that. Nia Jax to flirt with him because it wasn't yes. really him that much. He liked it was it. more her. He yeah, liked he it, liked though. it. He liked it. I thought that was funny. I mean, I feel like what they've been doing with Shayna and Nia, it, it's been okay. Like the segments that they have with each other because they're so polar opposite and so different. And they're on this, I like you, don't really like your relationship. I like how that works and how it works with both of them because they both have the personality that feeds off of that. So that's fine. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was kind of funny when Nia Jax gave Angel Garza like that wink. I was like, mm, okay. Yeah, I, I like it. I know a lot of people are saying, Oh, Nia should be a monster. That ain't who she is. She's a valley girl. She is She is a very outgoing valley girl. And I kind of like that they're going that route with her. She, she is just an outgoing woman. And why not make her an outgoing woman if that's what she is and that's what she's most comfortable with? She's done the monster thing before. We've seen it. And it's done. We're not, we're not like if they, when they tried to do that, when she came back, that's the direction that they were going and no one was interested whatsoever. I remember even coming on here and saying, this is the exact same Nia Jax that we've been seeing forever. I want to see something different with Nia Jax. And you mentioned the fact that, oh, she's like this Valley girl and she's like this outgoing girl. And I don't really watch like Total Divas or, or any of that really. But then I got to see Nia Jax's character when I was watching the R-Truth game show of all things. <laughs> yes. And and I was thinking, I was like, man, you know what? Nia Jax has a really fun personality. And it's so different to, you know, see that different side of her. So I think the fact that they're incorporating that into into this, it actually works. Yeah. Uh, they go out to the ring, and I thought we were primed for a Charlotte return here, but we were not. But they announced a fatal four-way Survivor Series qualifier. This, of course, is to earn the right to be eliminated in three minutes at Survivor Series by a member of Team SmackDown, Lana wins. And I, I thought this match was fun. Nikki Cross had a lot of crazy offense. Peyton Royce looked really good. Uh, I hate Tower of Dooms. God, I hate Tower of Dooms so much. They're always so lame. But Lana sneaks in and gets a win. Lacey Evans is also there during this, this match. But Lana added to Team Survivor Series. And you know what's coming next, Denise. The Samoan the drop spot to the table. that only you like. Only I'm me. So a lot of people love it. it. No, I'm done already. I've seen it, been there, done that. I'm done. I'm you know, done. You know, I actually thought Lacey Evans was going to win this match. I, I don't know why. That was just my assumption there. And so I was completely wrong. But uh, 
I was wondering when they when uh when when Lana was going into this hug with Nia Jax, I was like, is she gonna do it? I appreciated that they at least had me second guessing it. You know, they had that endearing hug. I thought, okay, she's not gonna do it this time. And then she did, and I was like, all right, whatever. I guess if I'm gonna enjoy it any week, maybe this week actually was a little bit funny just because of that. But in a sense, I'm still over it. Evan Wright says Lana gets eliminated via a Nia table spot, book it. I disagree. So here's what I want to happen, Denise. I want it to come down to the end. And then there's a double pin with the Raw and SmackDown members. And just by by existing in the match, Lana is the sole survivor. Because, t- <laughs> yes. See? And you laughed. You laughed. And All then right, Lana, bye. Lana bye. just crawls in the ring. And she's like, what? What? Did I win? That's what I want to have. It would work for Lana. It would work for her. It would. She's better than anybody gives her credit for. And she's painfully relatable. Like, there have been so many people, like, you step in gum, then you step into a puddle, and then, like, you just have the worst day ever. She's having, like, the worst two months ever. <laughs> just two months though really yeah i think she come on she just got a divorce then she yeah. got into a marriage her lover came back and busted out their dirty laundry in front of all of these people then her her husband left her told her he didn't want i think she's been having more than just two, a couple of months husbands yeah exactly two husbands rejected her do you two know hus- what that does to a woman's com- confidence two husbands and a lover all oh poor there woman you go. Uh, the Jam One Ryan B Jam says, "I swear Lana is going to be the sole survivor." Also, Retribution is a dumpster fire. I just want to say I think it's amazing that Lana has gotten way more wins in the last two weeks than Retribution has. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> Raul Ortega says, "Monday night fight." Right I love it. Uh, Raul Ortega says, "Monday night fightful is better than Monday night raw." Well, hey, if you like fightful. Uh, we got the Distraction Podcast on Tuesdays. Jeremy Lambert and Joe Holbert review movies. Wednesdays is The List and Your Boy, our premium news show. Check it out, guys. It's myself and Fightful founder Jimmy Van, the anchor of Fightful.com. Wednesday night, we had the Wednesday Night War. Thursday, another episode of Distraction. Friday, post-Smackdown. And then over on Fightful Select, I do a Q&A every single week. I do a backstage report every single week. 20 minutes of just exclusive news. Alex Pawlowski does his reviews of Raw and SmackDown. We have a list, uh, Listen Your Boy post show. And if you ever say, hey, why don't you cover GCW? Why don't you cover 205 Live, NXT, or NXT UK, uh, anything like that, NWA, Ring of Honor, Impact, we do on the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. Steven Jensen does a great job. He joined me after Bound for Glory as well. Ah, boy. You know what? It's tough to talk about some wrestlers in a positive light when you don't exactly know if things did or didn't happen in their personal lives. You know what you know? What I'm saying that's a situation we're in right now with the Survivor Series qualifier, but we're we're going to let the legal process play out, so to speak, with Matt Riddle. But he and Sheamus beat the living shit out of each other tonight. This was my first favorite of the qualifier matches. I felt. This was the only match where both guys were acting like it was the end-all, be-all to be part of this team, where it actually meant something if they won. So I love this match. I thought this match was great, my favorite match of the night, and I I love Sheamus Matt Riddle tonight. 
this is one of the best matches I've seen since Friday. If you include Hell in a Cell, Bound for Glory, SmackDown, it's not the best. It ain't nothing touching uh, Sasha and Bailey for me. Uh, and Eric Young and Rich Swan had an amazing one. But this is up there. Like, if I had to put it in my top five, I probably would. I loved early on Riddle hit like a shoot double leg takedown. And if you've seen amateur wrestling, you know that he's like, okay, we're going to go in there and just have some fun. Uh, Riddle did mess up the flying armbar, but then right after he did the floating bro to the outside, had this unreal series of kicks. There was an exploder superplex. Uh, they were just really hitting each other hard, and they played up the Riddle back injury. He can sell like crazy. It was an aggressive match, too, and it worked for both of them. Like, the, both of them brought something unique to this match that really, really made it worthwhile. I, I, I can't say anything bad about this one. I thought it was good. Yeah, I, I love the finish, too. The white noise gets countered into a rear naked choke. The brogue kick misses. Riddle hit a German suplex. I was like, oh, that's going to be it. But Sheamus wins with a brogue kick. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, man, Riddle losing again. But circumstances. Yeah. I thought Matt Riddle was going to win, to be honest. Like, that's what I was expecting. And then when he lost, I can't help but to think that it's the stuff that's going outside, you know, his personal stuff that's affecting his win-loss situation. I mean, obviously, I don't know that for sure. I'm I'm just guessing, but it kind of feels that way. Yeah, and it's hard to not speculate about that. But, I mean, there's a whole lot of other people that were just taken off TV. But then again, you see Austin Theory, who had some stuff come up. I want to say wildly different things, uh, not trying to compare these, but he ain't winning matches. He is not winning matches. Uh, Colt Badeau says, Sheamus and Riddle kicked the shib out of each other, and Alexa is amazing. Everything else, blah, poop, sigh. How is Raw still this meh? I mean, I like Styles and Hardy, but I get if other people weren't keen on it because we've seen it over and over again, Denise. Yeah. Exactly. And like, I'm just like thinking like, there's gotta be like, you gotta mix it up because even if something's good, just the fact that you've been seeing it so many times can easily take you out of it where you're just like, Oh, I've seen this. I I know what to expect. I'm not even gonna pay attention or whatever. So that hurts it. And then you can have them come out and do this great match, but you're missing it because you already had this predisposition of what you thought this match was going to be. Fabian Street says, why does Seamus have his hands wrapped backstage? But when it comes time to wrestle, he doesn't. He's like wasting athletic tape. What a freak. I used to tape like MMA fighters fists before they went out to the cage uh, for a, a few different promotions. That is it's time intensive. It takes a while to effectively. God, how many jobs haven't you had? Oh, I've, I've done a lot. I did a lot of stuff. Somebody asked me to do like a show talking about the different jobs I had coming up. But anything I could take to get experience in MMA or wrestling, I would do for free. Basically, you know, you know how that is just as well as anybody. Yeah. Pardon my cough there. I got the asthma. But um, Alexa Bliss, moment of bliss. Here we are. Get your super chats in as we are winding down the main event segment. So I thought Alexa was great here. She was she was really good. I like how she portrays everything, but she's like, Randy's like, oh, where's the surprise? And she's like, oh, no surprises. I just like how you and Drew McIntyre Burned the house down. And I got to say, it was so corny. Randy Orton goes, burn the house down. There it is. <laughs> what, bro? It, it was like two polar opposites. Like, Randy Orton was having one thing going on, and Alexa Bliss was having a whole yeah. other thing going on. 
oh, and I like Alexa here, but Drew comes out and beats up Orton, and Alexa laughs. I thought Alexa laughing in the corner added a ton to this. Uh, Everything she did for this segment was gold. Like, I feel she's making this a lot more special and a lot more fun and a lot more interesting. If youth were to take her out of this and they were doing this right now, it wouldn't necessarily be that interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the lights go out. Drew is in the ring alone. Orton is on the ramp. And I'm like, okay, well, we're getting a fourth match. At this point, I think the fiend is like better off as a peripheral character that just changes people on the show. Cause I don't think I need him in the title picture again, Denise. No, it's just that situation where it's like, okay, you got to protect the character, but you can't have them winning everything. You can't have them losing everything. It, we've seen we've seen them struggle back and forth with this one. Oh man, uh, they brawl, they go off the air. That's it. Yeah, um, I liked everything. Like I said, with Alexa Bliss, I liked how all that worked out. When the lights went out and we saw we saw the fiend behind Randy Orton, I was curious as to what was going to happen. I did like the idea of him making that decision. I like how that sort of came through, where it's like, okay, I can either go back deal with the fiend or I can go forward with what I've already been dealing with and so I like the moment of him having to make a decision I did like that and it just I'm how long though are we going to continue to see this uh Randy Orton Drew McIntyre thing keep going because it just seems like they are never gonna stop fighting it really does uh I'm just I'm, I'm so over it I'm so over it Orton did not need the title uh we do have some super chats we have actually a lot of them uh, Jamin Cito Gomez says, was Orton uh, winning WWE's way out of getting Drew versus Roman at Survivor Series? Yeah, I think so. I think they want to keep that in their back pocket till way down the line. Now, the funny thing is, they've already done that match at WrestleMania, and Roman won, but Drew wasn't quite... That, that, was, that was after some a Drew D push, so to speak. Uh, Eloquent says, what happened to the other 37 Retribution members? Yeah, where's that little little five-foot guy with the bat that waddled towards the camera and was like, you might want to leave. This is our house now. Denise, were you, was that you in a mask? Bro, maybe. You know what? I was a former member of Retribution, and it all went downhill after I left. You could say it. Evan Wright says, I'm suffering watching their booking. Uh, Oscar Rosales says, our truth to be WWE champ? I doubt it, but there was a really good uh, R-Truth storyline. I think where he got either, it was a WWE title match or an Intercontinental title match in the main event of SmackDown a few years ago where he kind of revealed that he's pretending to be stupid and he outsmarted like everybody. I think it was with Carmella, Maurice, and Miz, so it had been the IC title. And Carmella's like, what are you doing? He was like, I'm showing you how to get the main event on SmackDown for the Intercontinental title. And I thought that was brilliant that our truth is pulling one over on everybody at all times. Uh, Nerd Guru says yet another fiend feud in which the title is not necessary. Couldn't have done this between Bray and Orton and then a title program with Styles and Drew. Styles and Drew sound so much fun, Denise. I thought that's where they were going with this. Like, I honestly thought that was the direction we were headed in. So I was surprised to see Drew lose the bout, but I can't say that I that I'm angry about Randy Orton necessarily being champion because I do think he's had an incredible run and he can't be losing them all. So at some point he had to get a win. But again, I did not expect Drew to lose the bout. 
Evan Wright says, Sean is on everyone's payrolls. I wish I was. I wouldn't be worried about... I, I wouldn't be holding off on buying a house if I were, and I, I wish that were the case. Uh, I can be bought. Uh, Anakin JMT says, Denise, I'll send you something if I know where to send it. Thank you. Finally, someone wants to send me something and Guys, not you. go to poopsenders.com and send her some gorilla poop. Uh, Matthew Sandoval... <laughs> Matthew Sandoval says, how do you think Roman versus Orton will go down? Will the finish be cleaner? Sean, I live with my grandparents. <laughs> Can you imagine if I don't open that door? That is just evil. <laughs> they shouldn't be going through your mail anyway. Tell Granny to mind her own business. <laughs> You're awful. Awful, I tell uh, you. Matthew Sandoval says, how do you think Roman and Orton will go down? Will the finish be clean or lame? I think Roman will go over clean, Denise. All right, wait. Okay, hold on, hold on. You're Okay, I don't know. I don't know, but I would prefer if it was Roman Reigns. Yeah, I think Roman's going to win. It just makes more sense. Yeah, I think Roman will win. Also, I do think it's actually possible that Drew will help him get the win and be like, you owe me one. And then one day that one will be a match with him. That could be that very would be good. I just see it. I just see a loss for Roman Reigns hurting him more than it would for Randy. <laughs> Benoit Parisi says, Mia Yim was the head itch in charge in this match. Well played. Well played. Anakin JMT says, I want R-Truth to bring out the spinner belt and act like it's the real title. I, you know what? If he did it, I wish that the spinner was a clock. For 24-7. That would be fun. Evan Wright says, The retribution thing was WCW 2000 territory, in my opinion. It's hard to disagree. And Drew Nicholas says, It was confusing. Fiend didn't attack Orton, but Drew didn't sell the fact that the Fiend was there. Then the Fiend just disappeared. That was a little odd, Denise. Yeah, see, I took it more as he made a decision. But at the same time, I could see the confusion for that. Because it's like, well... Well, why? Like, question marks there, you know? Well, Denise, you have an awful lot of stuff going on. You're one of the busiest people in wrestling media. Tell the people where they can find your stuff. All right. So, first of all, I finally, finally hit 10K on Twitter. So, I'm still on my way to dethroning SRS and becoming the number one Twitter girl on Twitter. Um, But, yeah. So go there because I prom- – what? 57,000. Where are you at now? 57.2. I, I kind of – you know, sometimes I'm a little abrasive, so I get some unfollows. You know what? I'm going rocket high. Pretty soon I'm going to beat you. But I, I don't, go on I don't doubt that. I think by by within two years you'll have more than me. I really think so. Two years? You know what? I'm cutting it in half one year. All right. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Wait. Was that in regards to me? Yeah. Wow, that's just sad. All right, but seriously, guys, go on Twitter and Instagram because I do promote everything that I do on there. But on Wednesday, I do have my Speak Now Pro Wrestling show on F4W Online. And this week is the Halloween edition. It's going to be lots of fun. I have a lot of stuff planned. I'm going to come dressed. I'm doing a lot of cool stuff for that show. So please make sure to tune in. And if you do tune in, like spread the word about that show because it's my baby, produced and hosted by me by myself. So I hope 
hope that you guys will check it out. And then Fridays, I am on with with Luke Owen on Wrestle Talk in the morning. And then at night, I'm on Sports Kita doing the the SmackDown review show. And then I still have the stuff with Pro Wrestling Sheet and Collider coming up in the next several days or so. So just keep an eye out on Twitter and Instagram. And I think I got everything. Support Denise. What she is doing is so cool. Uh, guys, leave a thumbs up on this video. Again, I cannot tell you how important that is to us. If you're ever, if you ever see just the, the the podcast page up, leave the thumbs up. That gets us a good head start. We are back all week. Until next time, guys. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.